Welcome, this is Encore. Hey everyone, Jason here. Welcome to episode 161 of Encore. On this week's special episode, we have an interview with Pat and Garrett of The Main. This was a great conversation about the band's history, where they started from in the music scene, all the way up to where they are now. And uh, there's a lot of rest- reminiscing about the early days of AbsolutePunk.net. Then we talk about the band's new album, You Are Okay, which will be released this Friday, March 29th. We talk about a few of my favorite songs on the album, the entire creative process in writing and recording the album, and the band's decision to once again work with Matt Squire. The whole conversation was a whole lot of fun, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. Before we begin, just a reminder that Encore and Chorus.fm are made possible because of supporters and listeners like you. Running the website and producing this podcast is my full-time job, so in order to be able to do that, we've got this Patreon-like thing set up where your support directly makes this podcast possible and allows me to keep writing on the website every day. If you head over to Chorus.fm slash support, you'll be able to easily sign up and make this podcast and website a thing I can do. So if you're able, please click that link in the show notes and you can go to chorus.fm slash support and sign up. Thank you. Okay, now on to this week's episode. Uh, where are you guys at today, actually? We're in uh, Phoenix. Phoenix? We're uh, at our... We uh, built a, or we we rented out and kind of t- took over a re- recording uh, st- studio in town. So uh, we're yeah we're just out out here. <laughs> nice. Is this the fun part of uh, gearing up for a new album, or just the nervous part? Like right before the re- the release comes, is it like ah okay, like this is calm, or is this nerve wracking? It's it's both. I mean, I don't know if calm, but it's <laughs> it's definitely the nerves and but just kind of excited and. Yeah, uh, it's uh you know spooky. <laughs> I I I, th- I think you know putting out records with out a, a a a record label. It's like this is kind of the time where it's like, oh shit, we have so much to to get done before before the album comes out, and making sure that we're you know we're 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 hitting all the all the things that that we wanted to to get get the record presented to people in the right way, and you mm-hmm. know all that stuff. But we've you know by now we've we've had some uh, you know ex. ex-, ex- uh, experience doing it so we know that you know we set all these goals and we'll get about we'll get about like half of them done but that's just you know that's that, that's kind of how it goes yeah do you like having an actual time that it has to be out i mean it's coming out like what two weeks from now or whatnot like so you know yeah. like yeah. This, is where, this is when it's here this is when it's coming uh is that helpful or is that like scary to see that on the timeline and be like oh crap we haven't done this this and this yet no, I mean, I think we 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 work best under pressure. You know, yeah. it's like, like we we think of our our best ideas are like, uh, we wanted to post this thing and it's not going to work, so we'll make something brand new and we'll make it in an hour and we'll just put it out. And like you know, so, sometimes the, like the, the those end up being our 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 our, our biggest things. Well, you know, the, honestly, the, nine out of ten nine out of ten times that's like. The be- maybe not the best stuff, but the thing that you know goes over the best is these like little things that is like in you know the last hour of just being <laughs> totally like what the fuck are we gonna do <laughs> and then and then just like oh just do that real quick and then it goes over super well <laughs> from the outside like it seems like everything you guys have done and put together is super like really well curated and perfectly crafted to like fit the aesthetic of the album and like especially like the last three albums it's definitely felt like you guys have like 
uh, been at your A game of making sure everything looks and feels the same with the uh, the aesthetic you guys have online and what you're doing on Twitter and all that stuff. So I like seeing behind the scenes and seeing that it's it's just yeah. as chaotic as my life. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm I'm, I'm glad that it, it it appears like that because that is that is not we're like the. Like literally an hour bef- before we we put out "Numb Without You," the first song in the record, we like made the the lyric video in, in my brother, who's our, our manager's garage. Yep. We, we like we shot it and edited it right then, and then just <laughs> uploaded it right to YouTube and put it out. Like everything, everything is like just done kind of the best we can with it without you know because really like we don't have a we don't have a team you know it's it's yeah. uh it's it's the band and then it's it's tim and you know he has he has uh, an assistant that works with him um and from canada yeah <laughs> and be- besides that yeah it's it, it's just it's just us so yeah that's been one of the things that's interesting to me about the band and kind of like the story of the main is like a big part of I guess like the band's identity or like the story right now of the band has been going from working with a label to this uh, far more independent release schedule and things that you guys are doing like that that's a big part of who the main are uh, does that impact the music does that impact every single like decision that you guys make is it more free in the studio to just be like screw it we're doing what we want in the same way of like getting the lyric video out when you feel like it needs to go out how's that how's that all work i I think it's both i think when we you know first went independent on uh pioneer it was like definitely a big fuck you to just everything (laughs) and and like the record label is like we're gonna put out this fucking weird wilco kind of radio heady kind of wacky song just because it's like hey we can kind of do that and no one's gonna say that we can't and then uh i think now it's like kind of getting the teen angst out of it and now it's like yeah we, we want people to like this we want people to like be able to sing along and enjoy it um but it, it's it's been both things i think it's it's just the way it's gone you know yeah, but i mean we we certainly have a, a luxury in that you know the only people that need to think the album is good before it comes out is the five of us, you know? Uh-huh, so yeah. that, that makes it so we can, we can do whatever we want. And I, you know, we, we, we have this interesting uh, relationship with that, with our fans. I feel that they, they accept change. They, 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 I, I think if, if we could do anything to disappoint our fans would be to make the same album two times in a row, you know? So, um, that kind of gives us the the freedom to just make whatever record we 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 want at the time um which is kind of where we got with this with the the most recent you know record is just we just were like all right the the the, the last album was successful and you know and, and and people enjoyed it and by all standards you know it was our our most su- successful year yet um but let's not do that again you know let's 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 find something to that feels exciting again you know interesting yeah uh you know as someone that just recently within the last two years started writing independently again and like the website now i'm out from under the corporate overlords um (laughs) and i like i love that freedom like that's really great and one of the reasons i love waking up each day but at the same time with the trade-offs between that freedom and like job security and security in general 
uh, sometimes leads me to thinking like I can't take any time off or slow down or really do anything. Uh, and I was looking at how often you guys have been releasing albums, what, basically every two years now for quite a long time. Do you ever feel the same way? Do you ever feel like you can't take time off or you always have to be doing something? Or how's that? Yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Well, it's like, you know, like Pat said, is you know our last album was the most successful and stuff. But like, I mean, there's always that you know weird dark thing in the back of your brain. It's like you better keep doing, you better you know do well more or still do well. Or it's like you know you got to go work at fucking Taco Bell or something. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's crazy. It's 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 a spooky feeling. Like, in, but it kind of always it's always there. It's always hanging around yeah and it, i i think it ends up like almost almost always ends up being a good thing you know it ends up we create things that are we we, we create better music because of the pressure we you know are are able to accomplish more and 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 do more but you know it is one of those things but i you know i think if, if you own your own business or like you know like you run your own website or whatever you know it's your job and your passion ends up kind of being the same thing. So yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily feel like work, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it feels like, yeah, I'm doing things all day, but I wouldn't want to do anything else. Well, the weird thing is like when we're, we have actual off time and there's, it's like, Hey, you should like, you know, chill and relax right now. But I mean, we're doing stuff constant. We were, you know, last December, or I guess two Decembers ago, we were off for a month and me and Pat were so bored that we fucking started this podcast. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like we yeah. have a you know a couple weeks off, and we're like, oof, we should do something. So it's, yeah, it's weird. It's hard to talk to people about it too. Like if people aren't doing something similar, they're just going to like a nine to five job or whatever. They always like hear me talking about. It, they're like, that sounds amazing. Like I'd love to do that. I can just wake up and do whatever I want all day. I'm like, yeah, that part's good. But like, you haven't thought about some of the other things that all of a sudden start coming into play and being scared out of your mind that you're not going to make rent the next week and like yeah. <laughs> or and, the next and, month and I, you know how um or i, I guess i'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into something so you know like y- y- your your website has been you know a big part of this uh you know this scene and our band's cur- you know cur- career from you know from the time i was probably 12 years old <laughs> i have i have checked your website four times a day um and you know i remember i remember the first time that we got posted about on absolute punk Um, oh i remember too (laughs) so i guess gary you can you can tell what 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 happened but so pat like you saying was obsessed with the website and i was on a trip snowboarding with my family on like spring break or something and we had just posted our first two songs and you just posted about them pat calls me like 20 times i finally pick up and he's crying he's like <laughs> we're, uh, we're on absolute punk we're on absolute punk and i was, it was it was very funny That's he amazing. was it was i that just sticks out as a very very large moment in his life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean I mean, so have you ever had a job in in the past 
10 or 15 years that didn't involve the site or is has no, this been your, your only thing? Yeah. Like I started the website when I was right around 15 and that was just when it was like an MXPX Blink-182 fan page to start with. And that was just me goofing around online when I got home from high school and just being like, I got nothing else to do. I like computers. This looks like fun. I always thought like I'd learn how to make websites and that would just be like a job someday that I could just make websites for other people. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the website, like people started checking it out. Blink-182 got pretty popular. Popular, and people were checking the, checking it each day, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, and then when I got to college, I just decided for fun, uh, get in the dorm room to expand it to talk about other bands. I was like, I was finding out all these other bands at the time that I liked that uh, people that were Blink-182 fans had never really heard of, right? So it's like all these people were like, Blink-182 is awesome. And I was like, yeah, but like this new band called Newfound Glory is pretty cool too. And yeah. no, nobody was like really talking about them or doing anything. So I wanted to like kind of bring the website into into that realm. Um, and then through that process, uh, we started talking about Fallout Boy, and then Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance, and all those bands really blew up like early on. And that was kind of the time where that website just like skyrocketed and went from just a thing that I was kind of goofing around with in my dorm room to holy shit, a lot of people reading this every single day. Um, so yeah, then it was I, I did that up until I graduated, and like a couple years after I graduated, it was when uh, Spin Media at, at the time Buzznet. Or yeah, yeah, Buzznet, not Buzzfeed. I can always yeah. get this confused. <laughs> yeah. Buzznet came uh, and we're and they wanted to uh, buy the website and like work with us and like put that together. And I was right out of school and I had no real idea what I was doing. I couldn't believe this was actually a job that I had created out of nowhere that was actually making a little bit of money. So I decided to do that. Uh, and then I worked there for however long that ended up being six, eight years, something like that, until three years ago this April. Um, and that was when they obviously had massive amounts of issues uh, <laughs> top to bottom. Yeah. And when that finally decided to like wrap up, that was when I decided to start the next version of like this kind of career and kind of trying to like see, take the things that I learned from Absolute Punk and the things that I really liked and then try to massage out the parts I really did not like and that were really, really difficult for me to deal with. And after being online, very online for a decade and seeing the hate and vitriol and like negative energy that was coming from that website at the time. You mean the the internet? Yeah, Yeah, basically (laughs) the internet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that was when I decided, you know, there's got to be a better way to like try to make these things work. And that's what I've been working on basically for the last three years. Yeah. yeah, No no real job. (laughs) Did, uh, did it feel, you know, like from the outside or, I mean, I guess somewhat somewhat on the inside, I guess, being in a band, but um, did it feel to, to you like you had the power to take a band from not really ha- like ha- having any kind of an, an audience and, and, and you like really getting behind them on the site um, and kind of make, making them have 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 a career you know in the span of six months you know because to me to, to me it felt like you had that power you know if it, it, it felt like if the, the the website was was big enough for our little com- community that if, if you really got behind a record you could you could make an impact 
Yeah, it was interesting to me because I would see that in certain scenarios, and I could I can point out bands and albums that like we would start talking about or I'd write about, and then all of a sudden we're massive and big. Um, but for whatever reason, I also always think back on the albums that I thought should have been massive and big or should have mm-hmm. had more of a career or bands that I think people would have really connected to if more people were exposed to them. And I think about those a whole lot more. Uh, I've heard that from other bands in the past. Like, like bands like Yellow Card, Fallout Boy, have like credited our website to some degree with a big part of their success. So like I know that that was a thing just because of how many people were reading the website on a daily basis. But beyond that, like the music itself, I think is what connected with people. And I've always felt like. I was just kind of writing about the stuff that I liked, and it just happened to be, especially during that like five to six year run, that what I liked really matched up with what a lot of other people my age and a little bit younger really liked, and so mm-hmm. like that all just like melded together in a perfect formulation. Because uh, I like I never was really looking for like what's the next band, right? Like I had at the peak like record labels a and r people coming to me being like we want to like offer you a and r jobs i was like i don't like want to worry about that or think about that like i'm not trying <laughs> to find the next like big thing like i can't yeah. pick the next fallout boy for you i'm just telling you like i hear a song and i go that one that one's good i like that i like what they're doing here like like th- this is fun and like that's still what i do that's why when i write about the 1975 i'm like this band's cool. I like them. I I had no idea they were going to be as big as they are now when I first started writing about them. It just happened to be a thing that I liked to talk about and a band that I enjoyed. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, like that 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 kind of time time period that you're talking, you know, and I, I guess kind of what people would probably considered like the golden era of our scene, you know, of just how much like ma- mainstream attention that bands that's that that sounded like that we're getting was you know was insane and i i don't i don't i don't know if it'll i don't i don't think that that will happen again you know it was it it was it was a a very specific moment in time and um it was it was just cool that you know your site was the hub for that you know it it was it was the place to, to go yeah how do you guys feel about how you your band fits into that scene and like i mean when you came up, was it around 2007? Is that right? Something like that? Um, yeah. And so, like, that's the, like, core era of bands, like, what, like, the Academy is, Boys Like Girls, stuff like that was really yeah. popular at the time. Um, and you've kind of watched, like, the music sh- the music scene shift from that corner of the world being really popular to, once again, now being more of, like, a niche. Um, and your music has evolved throughout it. Like, how do you guys feel your history within the music scene has been and how do you see yourselves in it? Yeah, I mean, I think we always felt like outsiders a bit. We we yeah. felt like the younger brothers, I guess, to like all those bands at mm-hmm. at, at first and you know, we we certainly were big, you know, fans of 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 what was happening in that world, you know. We we recorded our first record with with Matt uh with Matt Squire because he was the producer that did all those bands you know and mm-hmm. um and I think I feel like we always felt kind of like the underdog too though like we weren't the band that like um got all the attention and like the big deals and all that stuff and like we're never going to be the one that's like going to be on the radio and like I feel like you know everyone that worked with us 
early on kind of like I remember Matt Squire being like, you guys have something different. And at the time, I don't even think we knew <laughs> what that <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's he's referencing like the replacements and Tom Petty and stuff. We're like, what the fuck? And like, um, but those are things that, you know, ended up definitely affecting us later. Mm-hmm. But I think at the time it was just maybe other people kind of saw something that maybe we didn't even see in ourselves. And I think it just totally changed our view on it that, you know, sent us down this path that, you know, we're at now. But, um, I think it really helped that we weren't the cool, we like, we were never the cool new band. Like we were either like the band that made, you know, the way we talk, which was, you know, what it was. And then suddenly like, we're like doing this whole different thing while everyone's like, you know, making their pop singles. It was, it was strange. What was it like then to make the decision process to work with Matt Squire again? It was, it was, it was just, pat- yeah, it was just a, <laughs> a, a like a, a random thought. I, I feel like I, I just kind of get these ideas in my, in my head uh, that just kind of just p- 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 like pop in all the time. And like every, every once in a while, it, 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 it just feels like the thing that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of thinking about, you know, besides um, Colby Wedgworth, who's who's the one who uh, produced American Candy and, and mm-hmm. Lovely Little Lovely Little Lonely. Um, bes- besides him, I think Matt was the only one that really brought the best out of us as a band. Um, and I just thought, like, it would be very unexpected to work with him. I think that um, it's one of those things where people would assume you know and it, 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 it really was a hard thing to to get convince the whole like band of um at first because everybody was thinking that i was saying oh we should record with him and make a record like we did with him you know okay yeah, uh, yeah. um and like even like when when we told our booking agent or or told my brother about it like that was everybody's like first thought is like oh no like why would you why would you go back and try and try to make a record like that when you know when you guys are making great records now so i just i just knew that it doesn't matter what work that the producer has done or if if i even enjoy any records that they've made Mm -hmm. it's just what they do for our specific band you Mm -hmm. know and i i felt like he had he has a grasp on where we come from and what we do but really, the songs are the songs. So we're gonna we're gonna come in with the songs. So it doesn't even matter who we record with. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna somewhat have the same record. It's just a matter of can he bring out the best of us, bring out the best performances in in, in John's vocals and 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 things like that. Um, so I just kind of like thought that he could, you know, um, and we ended up being super happy with you know with how it turned out how far along in the process of like the songwriting and demoing did you start thinking about using matt squire that was uh, before we before even had we any writing anything okay. written so then when you get into the studio did you do any writing with him like did he what would what was his contribution besides just trying to get the best performances out of you like is there specific parts where he'd be like you know i think it'd be really cool to do this in the chorus or add this little flourish here um or what, what's he known for in the studio like does he hands-on hands-off um i think he's known to be pretty hands-on and on, on the the on the the 
first album, you know, which was the, the last time that that we'd we'd worked with him or talked to him, yeah, or <laughs> or talked to him, like you know, we we kind of had some bad blood, you know, for 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 a second, and we didn't we didn't talk to him for a decade until we called him to ask him to record the 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 the, the new album, um, but. Back Did it take then. convincing? Did it take convincing based on the bad blood, or was he just like totally in? Oh, I no, mean, he was in. Yeah, okay. he, 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 yeah, he was, he was in instantly in. But if you know, he, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, like back then, you know, we didn't really know how to make albums. You uh-huh. know, so he, he was, you know, su- super hands on with helping pick what songs to put on the record, and you know, really help with adding in certain parts or like, or like, you know, he'd like on can't stop. He would say like, here's a, here's a banjo. Go put this on the song. <laughs> uh, he would, he would hand us an accordion or a, a lap yeah. steel and tell us to put it on these songs. Um, you know, cause he had just done, you know, that, uh, that first panic record and mm-hmm. the, the, they had really, you know, experimented with a lot of outside instrumentation and he, he was kind of bringing that into what, what we were doing on that first record too. Um, but then now this time around, we, we've made so many, so many records now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've, we've kind of had this weird producer, uh, uh, relationship thing. Cause when we, when we hired, um, Colby for the first time, we, we only asked him to be an engineer. We we, we didn't, we didn't want him to, to produce. And, um, eventually by American Candy and Lovely Little Lonely, he, was helping and did a crap ton for you know <laughs> on 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 the produ- production end but there was kind of always this thing where it's like but it's our album we're gonna pick what, what songs make it yeah we're gonna decide everything and we kind of went into this process with that same thing you know where it was like we just we just want you to add we want you to make it sound bigger mm-hmm. um and but that's that's kind of it, you know. Like like yeah. w- w- we we had the songs, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the demo for "None Without You," I mean, it's the it's the same song. The only mm-hmm. thing it was like, hey, let's do like a down chorus before the chorus, and we're it's just like little things like that where just you're just like, like just little oh, tricks. That's a, and- that's a great idea, which we would have never done. But it was just it was just someone just being like, hey, do that there, and then it just ends up working out. But it's I mean, this is the most prepared. I think it was because we knew kind of um, where it was last time, like where the, you know, kind of it went weird uh, on Can't Stop was, you know, asking for writing. And we were like, well, you didn't do that and all that shit. Um, (laughs) But so uh, this one, we're like, okay, well, like maybe that's how it's going to go. So let's like go in extra prepared and Mm -hmm. like really have this thing flushed out. So it's like um, that can't happen. Yeah. And uh yeah, and so it's like, you know, we came in, like, on fucking 10. And so it was, like, so much of him just being like, yo, yeah, that's cool. Let's, like, barely change this thing. And then it's, you know, song's done. I, I was just, I was honestly just surprised on how little things ended up changing. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, with Colby, it ends up, it ended up changing a lot. Like, if you listen to the demo for, for Black Butterflies and Deja Vu and then what the actual song is, it's their third different things mm-hmm. um so we didn't i guess didn't want to do it that much on on uh this one so you know coming in on with as much as we could was was definitely the the route to go what were your goals with this album then compared to that like as you said like you go into that the last album maybe you're 
willing to change things in the studio a little bit more. Uh, and like just me, again, I've only had the album for like three or four days, but I feel like American Candy was like felt poppier to me. Lovely Little Lonely felt a little bit moodier. And then the new one kind of sits between those. It's definitely catchy. Um, I guess, pardon the pun, without the, like the bubblegum part of it. Uh, but it's not quite as like atmospheric as the last album, but it still has an emotional punch. Like, what was the emotional and like goal between or in writing this new album? Yeah, I think on the last one, so much of the what brings the emotional aspect, or like, you know, what you're saying is the emotional is the connecting of things i think mm. that like can kind of um trick you into thinking that it, it has more depth <laughs> maybe <laughs> than it does um in this one it was like how do you add that without having to make it feel like this whole like um connecting in this long journey where it can just do that within the songs mm-hmm. um, and i might i might be wrong but, yeah i mean i i i, I think that our, our our goal was just to like how can we like punch people in the face with how this sounds like how mm-hmm. like how how can we just like have this like shock to like to to every song and we wanted it to feel a little more like you weren't expecting that that next part to to come or you know we yeah. wanted to make a make a bold album you know i i i i think that's something that we necessarily like haven't really done yet is just make a record that just like is is bold and it's it's we're, we're we're just like putting how how we want it to sound. We're just getting right right to to the point, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to kind of having these interludes and 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 things that add like like atmosphere. We we wanted to make a, a record that just got right to the point. That makes sense. Yeah. How do you maintain that creative spark this far into the into your career and still find a way to release an album that doesn't sound anything? basically like any of your other albums still has that mainness to it, but still feels, you know, brand new. I think we just really care, you know, we're just not gonna settle, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot of banging our heads against the wall for, on this record. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were just sitting in a room and we had like a couple songs that, that we felt like kind of got to that place that we wanted it to be. It had that like that creative spark. And then we just worked our asses off to to get a a couple a couple you know more to complete the album. But I think it's just we just don't settle. You know, we uh-huh. just we take the time. You know, we we put in the work every day, and there, there's really there's <laughs> yeah. really no like go you know going around that. I think I think bands by the time they get this far into their career, you know, they they would rather hang out at home than having to like to work on an album you Mm -hmm. know so that that's kind of why they set restrictions of like oh you know we're gonna get get together for a month and we're gonna write and then whatever comes that's that's gonna be the album you know um if we did that we'd have a pretty shitty record yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we we just don't do that you know we 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 just continue to like we put put the bar up like as high as we can um and it's con- continuing to listen to 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 n- new music I think between yeah. every album you know it it's really mm-hmm. like getting like like new new textures and palettes and having kind of concepts for like 
all right, we want the drums to sound like a U2 album, and we want the guitars to sound like a Taking Back Sunday album from mm-hmm. 2006, and then we want the vocals to sound like this, but we want the overall or the the, the overall album to to sound like it's from the future. Or, you know, it's like like we just are very meticulous about how how we we make our, our albums now. Yeah. So, what were the early songs that you had that kind of helped be like the backbone of this album? That you were like, okay, this is something, and like we're going to kind of build around these. Um, the first first track was probably yeah. the first one that yeah, we, sl- uh, sl- 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 slipped the news, and that like for us set the bar pretty high. Uh, <laughs> just just with like how energetic and intense, and, and it, it it just felt really like ambitious you yeah. know like for us it, it it felt like like we weren't just gonna like write some chords and 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 and, and play a simple drum beat it was like we're gonna like have you n- 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 like always not expecting what comes next mm-hmm. yeah it, it's like um you know we, we have this sign up in the studio is don't be subtle and that was something that we kind of like came up with pretty quick it was like um yeah how, how do how do we not just like let things kind of like slip under the rug and be like, you know, we know it's there, but maybe if you don't listen to it and you're not like, I mean, the average listener isn't listening the way that like, maybe we listen to music where we're like, you know, dissecting every part. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, how do you, how do you do that? Where it's like the really cool things are up in your face and are like, kind of like showcased. Um, so that, I think that was, that was something. Yeah. And then, uh, no, none without you was, was the, the, other one that we had pretty early on yeah. that we're like we're kind of like that 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 one we we were kind of like of of uh kind of uh, like of uh, af- afraid to say like this is the type type of song we're going to put on an album because <laughs> it's just it's so different from anything that we've ever done but uh, eventually we just couldn't like deny that it it made us excited yeah you know. Why did you choose that one for fans to hear first? Because of that, because of that excitement of like, oh shit, we haven't done this really before. Like, let's let's throw everybody a curveball. It was it was yeah. a big debate. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> and it's like you know, for the two records before, it was like kind of the um, go with the one that you know will do well. Yeah, which right is what, away. You know, we put out English Girls and Bad Behavior, which are like pretty like. Right down the middle, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like sh- like 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 sugary pop songs, and and it was it was it was time to shake it up. And, <laughs> uh, our our booking agent was like, uh, it was between two songs. There's actually the two that we ended up putting yeah. out, but um, he was like, "It's your seventh album. Like, you need to shake it up." And we're like, yeah. And that for me, that was when I was like, "You're totally right. Like, right. let's and." We we kind of like do this thing where we'll we'll send like the two songs that we're d- deciding, but between the, to people and just kind of ask them what their gut is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we s- sent them to, um, to 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 Ryan from from All Time Low, um, who has really been a supporter and a, and a, a fan of the past couple couple of records, and um, and he like instantly said said that we had to go with 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 none without you so i think that was like all right maybe we're not too too crazy (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I want to go back to Slip the News really fast because um, I've always been obsessed with like the idea of track ones and setting the tone for an album early. And this feels like such an intentional track one on this album. Yeah. And it definitely sets the tone. It's, it's definitely a catchy song, um, but it's got this dark... But almost uplift in the end, uplifting message through it. Uh, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about how this one came together and the idea of being like that's that's got to be track one. I think always in our head it was we're like we need to make a good track one. Like I mm-hmm. think from the beginning it was it was always going to be that, um, and it's actually sat around for a while. It was kind of like been worked on for years, and um, the the melodies were somewhat different but like just that intense kind of like uh how it goes into the the fast part um after the the vocals <laughs> was yeah. uh was like okay that's a pretty sweet way to start and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew um yeah it, yeah it, i mean it it, it 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 felt like it would be a weird song to put anywhere else in yeah in the album, you know, it was like, like if, if you picture it like a track, it's not a track seven, six, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work, which is like for us, the first song on the record and the last song on the record could kind of only be in in those spots, you know, mm-hmm. which is like we're trying to make albums, not not just making, you know, like like singles. And we feel that for, you know, and that's the thing is like. Our our intention, you know, isn't to be the biggest band in the world. Like, mm-hmm. our intention is to like make something great for the people that enjoy what we do. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know, we feel that our our fans they want to hear an album. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I I don't think you know there there's cer- there's certain bands that you want to just just hear a single and like that's cool. But you know, there's there's certain bands for me too that like it's like when they put out you know the first song from the record i i'm kind of into it but once i can listen to it as a full piece that's that's when when you get it yeah exactly it totally makes sense i mean i i think about when i restarted this new journey and this new website thing like one of the things that i remember saying to somebody was like i don't want to be the biggest website anymore but i definitely want to be a few people's favorite website still and like as long as that as long as that's happening i'm gonna feel pretty good about it but i don't need to be the next pitchfork like that is no longer like my any sort of goal in my head but if there's like oh go ahead no i was just saying i mean like the, the amount of uh amount of happiness that that you that you get from that you know like you're saying being able to make something that you're proud of something that is for a specific group of people that isn't aimed to please everyone because you know if if you aim to please everyone you're not going to please anyone you know Mm. and um you know that the the happiness that you get from that can you know outweigh any uh you know financial upsides from you know, from from having the pressure to build the biggest website every single day of your life, and the stress, yeah. and you know the, the 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 things of that. You know, I, I think being happy with your with your work, regard, regardless of the outcome, is you know kind of the the ultimate goal. You know, definitely. So one of my other early favorites from the album is "Heaven We're Already Here." Uh, I really love that chorus and how big this one sounds, uh, especially the percussion. What what part of the writing process did this one come from? This one came, I guess, fairly early on too. Th- mm-hmm. This was the the one that we we're like, okay, like like th- this one and and none without you, like it makes sense as a 
as 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 songs that can be on the on, on the same album, um, mm-hmm. which was probably one of the first ones that we felt like. Now we have like you know b- between "Slip the Noose," "Number Without You," and "Heaven." We we have songs that make sense to together, you know, because yeah. before that we had a bunch that were just kind of all over the place, you know. <laughs> uh huh. I can't hear the lyric "Shut the goddamn door" and not think about "Panic at the Disco." Did, <laughs> I, did, did, did that come up at any time during the writing process? Just being not, like, I, 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 I didn't even, even think about think that. About yeah. that. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm just like, I hear the other melody in the back of my head, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> I, not even once, but now I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> I guarantee somebody online is going to say something. You're going to get some Twitter mentions about that when they hear this song. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. Uh, from there, the another one that really stood out to me was Forevermore. Acoustic song, acoustic issues song, middle of the album. Feels to me like it splits up the album a little bit. Um, the last album, obviously, as we talked about, had like a lot of these things that tied everything together, the segues that flowed in a spe- specific way. Was there a thought process behind this album sequencing in any similar fashion? Because uh, this one does feel intentionally placed to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is... Well, I think because of how, um, I guess, in your face everything is before that, mm-hmm. it, it, it needs a break. Mm-hmm. And this song was... Uh, it was actually difficult to not put anything on it. So oh, it's, I mean, it's just, it, yeah. it, it, it's just an acoustic, it's one acoustic and a vocal. Um, and so we get there and it's just like, okay, like we can't, like we made a point to like not put anything on it. Mm-hmm. So like, well, how do we make this still interesting? And um, I don't know if you ever heard Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska, but it's, that's how that record's done. And <laughs> he has like, uh, like a slap back on his vocal, and that kind of became a basic idea of what that song would be like. Um, and I, I, I think it was like the contrast between you know we we made this album with this like over the top like 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 lush production you know there there the, there's uh, o- like orchestral arrangements on on mm-hmm. every song and there and there's like electronic drums underneath and guitars are layered and vocals are stacked huge and it was like all right what would be the most bold thing we could do to com- <laughs> compete with that is just go like the total opposite and like, sh- and, and, sh- and strip it down. So it was, it was super intentional to make a song like that, super intentional to put it in the spot that we did. And Oh, initially it was, it was in between something like that. And then just a string, like a, a string and vocal, like a, like an Eleanor Rigby kind of song. Mm, okay. um, but we're like, is that pretentious and kind of <laughs> too much? And then like, and then Pet had the idea of, of doing like, um, you know, like a, a s- kind of a upbeat song, but acoustic. Cause every time we do an acoustic song, it's always like this emotional moment where it has, you know, it's very pretty and, or, mm-hmm. you know, lean sad where this was like a, Hey, how do we make like a rock song, but on acoustic? And that's mm-hmm. kind of was the idea behind it. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going from there, One Sunset it also feels like a song that is unlike anything you guys have really done before. It almost has like a killerish vibe to me, uh, that synth and everything going on. 
how do you go from writing songs like on American Candy and the last album that are very catchy, but then doing catchy in almost a completely unique and different way than what you've done in the past? Like that just that to me blows my mind because that seems difficult to do. Like doing the same song multiple times and making them similarly catchy, that I get, but this one feels almost completely out of left field in that realm. I think so much of it so much of it it's like at least on that song, it's like getting out of your own way. We've tried to write a song like that for so long. Like, like kind of has like a like a Brit pop kind of yeah. thing. Or like, like I I, th- I think the thing is is again, it's just our we have such a wide ar- array of 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 music that we're into, you know. And I, I feel like we're we're like we don't we're not just stuck like listening to our peers or listening to, you know, I, I think a lot of bands that got kind of caught doing one thing is cause all their influence was just like what was around them. You know, it was like so early on, like all these bands in this scene were just like listening to themselves, you know? And like, like we'd go on, we'd go on tour with bands and like talking to them about like well, what they're listening to. And like everybody just names off like whatever's big in the scene at that point. Yeah, like you know, what like whatever's kind of big and for us it's just we've always been interested in music and the history of music and so that's really like given us a better uh you know, a, a like a a bank to 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 pull to pull from of 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 influence. But yeah, I mean like that song in particular is like, hey, wh- how would Johnny Marr play this? <laughs> and and that's literally yeah. like that's how that song started. And then it was just I mean, it ha- that we wrote that song in like an hour, and I remember we were like, "Can we even like put this on the re- like? Did we put enough into this song?" And now it's one of my favorite songs on the record, but like it felt so like easy um, mm-hmm. when yeah. we actually wrote it that it was like, "Are we allowed to do that?" Because of how much we put into all the other stuff, <laughs> <laughs> that when we you know it came so fast, it felt like. Um, like we cheated somehow, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, like that's said, where the best songs come from. When it's totally, easy. like uh, I mean, like how the bridge goes into the last chorus on that one. We've literally tried to do that for like ten years, and we just never were. And then it, we were forced to, and it turned out this thing that we've been trying to do for so long ended up being what it was. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I want to ask about the bass in uh, Broken Parts. Uh, that was one that Trevor, who's reviewing the album for the website specifically wanted me to talk about because he uh, loves the bass in that song. Is there anything cool or fun going on with that? It's electronic bass. Yeah, that whole song is a lot of programming. Um, there's, It's somewhat based on a kind of a... It, that song was really hard to make. It took like... 10 different forms and um it wasn't until we added the strings that it actually uh felt important Mm -hmm. um so it was like this kind of electronic-y song forever and then when we added the strings it was when it you know jumped up but um as for the bass yeah it's just that's just kind of how it was i don't i don't know It, it just it's like a yeah, th- that one was was like one of the ones, or I guess pr- probably the the only one that was really based in the studio. You know, th- mm-hmm. th- that that was based around like copy and pasting th- things around in Pro Tools and just like like doing whatever wh- whatever we could to make it work. And it it really came out of like we didn't have enough other songs that we loved 
So we we had this little idea that we liked. So we just weren't gonna weren't gonna give up on it until <laughs> until we made it work because we we didn't have anything that that we thought was was better. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Lots of orchestral moments, lots of strings and things like yeah. that going on in this album as a whole. Uh, did those get added on at the end? Were those like built into the song from the start, or what was the inspiration behind that? It was it was it was on from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like, what do we do on this record that is something we've never done, but pushes it to some next level? And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, early on we were messing around with stuff on the computer, and then we ended up um, sending those MIDI tracks over to this guy Andrew who lives in Seattle, and he ended up um, Re- recording record- it all for real. Yeah, <laughs> and so, and and. It's crazy the uh, the difference. It's like one of those things. Maybe maybe no one would ever know the difference, but for us, like when we got the real ones, it was like it was pretty emotional because it's one of those things that you know, as a band, it's you try to you want that stuff for like your whole career, and then when you finally mm-hmm. like get there, it's like oh my god, we have real strings. <laughs> well, it's it a big. I mean, my girlfriend's a violinist, so or fiance oh, wow. now actually. So she's a vi- so this is like a big That's pet awesome. peeve of hers, and she hates when people use fake orchestral moments on songs yeah. and like she hears it and she's always just like it just bu- it bugs her as someone that plays the violin and yeah. <laughs> is making a living off of doing that when uh when it's not real and she always points it out in songs and she'll be like that nobody's playing that and i'm like cool like i couldn't have figured it out but glad you know so she's gonna be very happy to hear this <laughs> yeah no it's they're blended so like stuff like none without you there was something about the electronic um strings in it mm-hmm. that just moved a certain way yeah um so it's it's dancier yeah, yeah. so th- they're they're layered with each other but there's some that are it's just strings and 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 there's some that you know is layered yeah it's with. just it just kind of depended on where it fit like the, the 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 last song on the album like that's all like j- j- just the the real strings and mm-hmm. that is really like the the main like orchestral you know m- moment of the album where it all breaks down and it's it's only an orchestra and you know that's uh kind of our uh jimmy world uh <laughs> m- moment that's our that's our w- 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 we've 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 wanted to have a, a long song on a record since you know since we heard clarity and <laughs> I think everybody has. The moment you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I want to I do yeah. that. So that was, the, that was obviously another one that I wanted to talk about. Um, this, to me, it's a song that, like the first track, can only be the last track. It feels like an ending track. I feel like it puts a good bow on like the theme of the album, wraps it all together, and it's that classic like epic final track. So the hard part with that that I've always seen is some bands try it and they end up just kind of repeating the same thing over and over again. It becomes long just for long's sake versus being like an intentional, like long, epic, big song. How do you avoid falling in the trap of just being like, ah, let's just take the chorus and do it like four times and uh, we can just add a little extra noodling on the guitar and actually build out a song that feels epic without just kind of feeling... Like it's showy just because you want to do it. Uh, you have four different songs and then you smush them <laughs> together. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it, I mean, it it was, you know, we came into the in into the um, into the studio with the idea for the last track, which is basically, you know, the first like probably two and a half minutes of of what ends up you know b- being on the record and we, we kind of thought that that would just be the song 
Um, and then we had all these demos that didn't make the cut on the album uh. that we thought were cool. So we just like changed the, the key and the tempos and just put them all like next to each other in this, in this order. And it, it all kind of happened really quickly and just somehow fit to <laughs> fit to, together really well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think again, it's like the Beatles, you know, that's, what they did was just you know they have a whole you know second half of an album that's just putting songs like different songs butted up against each other you know to Mm -hmm. to make a whole piece um and i think we like to take things from people (laughs) i I think i think that's that's the biggest thing is like as a band we we you know we're we're not gonna we're not gonna you know steal a song from people but we're we're gonna we're gonna take ideas and concepts and i think that's what art is and that's that's what what making albums is is you know you're 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 influenced and you're in, in inspired by things and no no matter how how hard we we try to make a song that you know is a a mixture of uh of goodbye sky harbor and the beatles <laughs> like you wouldn't put that together you know yeah what's the discussion like process between the band members on something like that is it one person kind of going in and doing their thing and then like being like check this out how's this sound or like how's that work as a collaboration for that one in particular it it was you know like pat was saying it it was we had the first chunk of the song Mm -hmm. um and it ended there's like kind of that long where it sits on one chord for a long time um kind of the transition into the next you know (laughs) six minutes or whatever so that was that was the idea. It was like, okay, we'll go somewhere after this. And the actual the part that it breaks down into was our Eleanor Rigby kind of spot where it was like that was the demo for that idea where okay. uh where I was talking about like instead of the acoustic Could've song, been, it was gonna yeah, be that. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and so we were like, Oh, we really like that. And then so Squire just like threw it there and we're like, Okay. And so it's just, <laughs> just like and then it kind of when it and then it goes into that kind of like heavy part where i always heard it like i'm not, i don't really listen to nine inch nails but like i always wanted this like kind of heavy kind of part mm-hmm. and so that kind of got thrown in and then it goes into like the death cab kind of part and so it's just it was just a uh a, a, a mixture of like hey we have all these songs mm-hmm. they're they're ideas for songs and then they just get pulled up and like hey that could fit there and that could fit there <laughs> And all of a sudden, that's where it's at. <laughs> it's, it was really strange. And then it all kind of comes back together where John was like, hey, I have, uh, you know, there's the vocal from the first song, which starts the record, and it mm-hmm. comes back around, and that's how it finishes um, with a slight melody change. But, yeah, it was like that felt like a good way to complete it. But mm-hmm. for a while, we were going to, like, not have the most – like from the Eleanor Rigby part to the Death Cab part, we we're only gonna put like on vinyl or something. It was like the idea okay. was we were gonna like do a weird kind of like, hey, if you get the record, not say anything, but just have people kind of figure it, it out. Yeah, which we thought would be cool, but then we're like, this is so cool that fuck it, let's just do <laughs> we're it. We're just gonna put it everywhere. Plus, it's fun when somebody opens up iTunes and sees like, wait, that last track's nine minutes. What the hell's that? Like, yeah. that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be something. Totally. Is it hard to know when you're done? Like, is it hard with something like that? And you can always add a little bit more, tweak something a little bit. Like, when do you guys know, like, that song's finished? That's it. We've got it. 
I I think it's one of those things where we purposely book an uh, a certain like um, 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 amount of time <laughs> like in the studio where we just kind of we have to be done. Yeah, you know, yeah no more money. We're out. <laughs> yeah, because because if 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 not, we, we would just carry on with the thing for you know for forever, and it it wouldn't it it wouldn't get done. And you know, I think we've we've kind of learned to think of albums as like, all right, this is this is a snapshot of where we were during this six month period of writing and recording, mm-hmm. um, and understanding that like you know we're gonna do our best and but. At a certain point, you you have to be done, and there's always yeah. a, there's always another album to be made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always things that you wish you could do slightly different, but yeah, like past that is just like you have to be done at some point. <laughs> be like, okay, we're flying home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's kind of the same with you with you know writing a a blog post or an album review or whatever. You you know, you can go in and tweak every word and you know or you know every sentence but you know at a certain point it's like well i just, I just want to put this thing out you know yeah you basically have to like for me it always the process always starts with me i'll sit down and start writing i'll be like i'm awesome i'm such a good writer and then about halfway <laughs> through i'm like i'm fucking shit i can't yeah. write i should never write again i should just stop don't ever type anything down on on a on a keyboard ever again Go do something else. Go work at the coffee shop. And then, like, towards the end, I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. And I've gotten it to a spot where I feel like this, this feels this feels better. But it's it's about massaging my way back into being okay with myself after yeah. the, uh, the, the yeah. I should just walk away for good portion. Uh, and, I mean, do you, do you have a, like, specific goal with this, this site over, over the next, like, like ha- half a decade or so? Or do you just, just kind of go each each day and you know and like add little add new features and things to the site and yeah i mean i've got like lists of different features and different things i'd like to do for me the main goal is being able to wake up each day and be happy that i'm still doing it like and be uh in inspired to keep writing on the website or keep talking in the forums and find something there that makes me happy that makes me feel like i'm doing in putting something good out into the world in whatever way that may be, either from talking to people in the forums about, uh, I don't know, like misogyny and music and helping people like see why we've had problems with our music scene in the past, all the way up to like helping somebody discover a new band and writing an album review about something that somebody discovers their next favorite band because of. Like if I'm doing that sort of stuff, I feel good. And then there's overarching things and like little features and stuff that I'd like to do together or to add into the website basically. Um, but besides that, like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I've, I've stopped worrying too much about, uh, like, the little details of or the big details as well of, like, what the website could be or should be. And it's more of, like, okay, can this be a thing that is sustainable for me? Can it put food on the table for, you know, me and my family? And am I getting a joy out of doing it each day? And as long as, like, those answers keep coming back yes – that's as long as I'll do it. And if it ever, ever changes, I'll reevaluate. Yeah. So is, is that what happened? Like, do you feel like it just got too away from you? And that's why you that, needed the yeah. change? I mean, is that was it- a big part. Yeah. Like, it got far away from me where just, like, I would 
decisions that were made on the website were never were not decisions I wanted to make or would have made by myself. Like, and so much about it was based on growth, and so much about like, well, if you do this one little thing and you add this really crappy banner here, that's really going to annoy people, but it's going to make like a lot more money. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't care. Like, we're making good money. It's fine. Like, everything's like moving yeah. along, right? And they'd be like, they ended up basically using our website to kind of prop up websites that were less profitable. So if other websites were not getting the same amount of traffic and they weren't bringing in the same amount of revenue, they'd use our website and our traffic to add extra things to, which all of a sudden would make them a little bit more money. And then it would just subsidize some of the lesser uh, profitable websites, which sucked. Um, So you take that and then you take the idea of like growth at all costs, which was basically like, well, you got to be posting stuff, stuff all day. And even things that like for me, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this band or this album or this thing needs this much coverage. Like, nope, got to do it. Got to go. Got to go. Like this, it always felt like I needed to be posting. It always felt like I need to have news up constantly. And a big part of that change was me wanting to also step back and go, okay, I want a website that everything that's on that homepage every single day, I can say, I'm glad it's there. And I can be like, I like, I like those bands. I think they're newsworthy. And I think if somebody visits my website and reads from top to bottom each day, they get a pretty good idea of what's happening in like my musical world. And it might not be for everybody. You like, it might not be the kind of music everybody likes, but if you kind of have tastes similar to mine, uh, which I think a lot of people do, it, then you're going to find some cool stuff there and you're going to be pretty up to date about what's going on. And it's not breaking news. It's not like the moment his song comes out, yeah. I don't stress about being the first person to get it up anymore uh, because it was like, I can't do that. Like I can't spend the rest of my life if I'm sitting at the couch and all of a sudden I get to see something on Twitter and panic at the disco release a new song. I can't be like leaving my girlfriend and running to the, uh, the couch, uh, to my computer, typing it all up, getting it up there and making sure it's out there because it was like, that was killing me. And after five, five plus years of doing that like I felt like I could never take a step back from the internet I could not take a step back from the computer or I'd miss whatever it may be and and that was that was stressful yeah that's intense yeah I I only know yeah I'd be like fuck run get it you know, gotta, gotta go gotta get make sure it's up gotta make sure this is up gotta have gotta have this and be reaching out to people for comment of like and then like the worst part is like a song would leak or something and so like our forums are blowing up with like looks like this fallout boys song leaked and it's like fallout boys then mad at me and like why the hell do you have this song up there it was like i didn't post it like somebody in the forum did it like yeah. all that chaos and all that drama that stuff's no fun <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i i i guess what's good is by by now i mean i don't really know if I mean, do albums like really like and and any more do, do songs and albums leak? Like, I mean, I, I guess it it kind of happens. Not, but not really. I mean, not, I'll take like really. you guys. You guys, for example, like last night, uh, somebody found on like one of the Spotify's or something that you guys were releasing the cover, like the Halsey cover. Like, yeah. yeah. So people, people were talking to people were talking about that last night, but they were talking about like the night before of seeing it like on Spotify, and yeah. like no, nobody had heard the song yet, or I don't even know if anybody has yet. Uh, but like people like know that that's coming, so I think it's more of that. It's more of the like somebody sees something somewhere of like oh. It hasn't been announced, but this is happening. Album leaks as a whole, they happen, but it's far less of people actually actively seeking them out. Like, I mean, I've, I've told this story before, but I don't even download them anymore because it's like I have way too much music to listen to as it is. And it's like, yeah. oh, that leaked. It's like unless it's like an album I really, really need to hear or like know that if I'm not talking about right away, uh, it's going to matter. It's like, ah, I can wait till Friday. Like, I'll just wait till Friday. <laughs> Queue yeah. it up on Apple Music or Spotify. It's going to be there. Like, I've got other stuff anyway. So like... A waste of time to even go try to find them these days. 
Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's just gotten so. It, you know, it's gotten so in, incredible, and you know, you, you see. It would it would be very easy to complain, you know, about you know you see that things aren't as as they were, and you know, people are selling you know a, a quarter of albums that they would have a, a decade ago, but you know, it is just like like streaming. I think has you know been the best thing to ever happen to our, to our band, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just has has opened it, it opens you up to a whole new audience because you can just go on there and play something. And if you like it, you like it, you know, as, as opposed to having to go to the record store or, or even in the future, you know, whatever, spend 10 bucks on iTunes to check out a record. Like that's, yeah. that's a lot of money. And I think it, it allows people to check out music. They probably wouldn't have in the past. Like, I mean, I've had a bunch of people talk to me after you guys released the last album and, uh, people that maybe listen to the main early on and were like kind of wrote them off as being this isn't for me or like I don't really like that kind of music and I was really harping up on this album being like this is fucking good guys like you like people should check this out and I think a lot of people ended up like checking out that album because it was so much easier and if they had to go spend 10 bucks or go to the store and they'd already kind of like maybe written off the band in the past I don't think that would happen so I think it allows bands to kind of have new careers or re-expose themselves to people in new ways which I think is really cool yeah, totally. for sure. I mean, and it's it's been interesting, like for me to to see kind of even just on 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 your site, like kind of how our band has been perceived. You know, it's like early on, people were were like were like like checking out into it, and then you know, once we once we got to a certain point, it was like we had kind of gotten gotten like like written off as the band with with matching haircuts and 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 and, and matching outfits at least we were cute yeah Uh, (laughs) you know and then there was kind of this period where i guess we just probably weren't like weren't like talked about you know all that often and then you know kind of from like um, american candy on it's like it's interesting to you know see to to see those same people kind of come come back around and be be interested in what we're doing. It's interesting to watch careers move and shape like that. And I don't know, that's another thing that's interesting to me about your guys' band in particular because I feel like so many bands just would have broken up at, like around the pioneer level, like, like yeah. once that came out and just be like, okay, like it's that that's good. We had our run. Uh, we're moving on. And we saw a bunch of bands do that. Like you know, there's just all sorts of stuff in my iTunes I could go through from that time period and be like, oh, remember that band? Remember that yep. band? And we never got the next, like, part of their creative output. Like, we never got the next three albums from them. And it's really cool to see a band like you guys actually give us, like, that next era of the band um, and continue on. And I, I, that's rare. And, like, it's amazing that you guys were able to figure out the right... I don't know what the word is, like the right combination to have a sustainable career in in that sense. Uh, I don't know. I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I always think about, you know, the records that c- that could have been made, you know, like I, I think about like the Academy is or something. And yeah. it's like they why did they, they stick out as as one in particular, because I think the same thing. I was like, like, why? Like, what have been yeah it's like i feel like they kind of obviously were a little bit like um you know like bigger than us in in the beginning but you know they they kind of had a a a similar career you know trajectory where they they put out a first record that 
did pretty well pretty fast and then went and put out a, a record that I th- I think is is great, you know, mm-hmm. and but commercially probably didn't do as good as as they were hoping, you know, and but they could have had a career and they they could have, you know, can continue to make records and like this 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 industry is like a like a, a roller coaster. It's always gonna <laughs> it's always gonna go up and down. And I th- I think like like when I talk to bands, you know, whatever, like up up and coming bands that are having success and put out their second record and doesn't do as well or things like it's just like you just gotta hang in there. You just you know if if like you got got worried every time that you had a month where the traffic on the site wasn't as good and like you thought that that was the end of the world even though you know you've you've done it long enough now that you know that things come in comes in in waves and 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 cycles and you know i i think that we've 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 missed out on a lot of good albums because of that Definitely. Uh, what is your guys' like barometer of success then now? Like, if you're not like obviously in the past, everyone was like album sales, album sales, blah blah blah. Do you guys look at streaming numbers? Do you look at like how the tours are doing? Do you kind of put it all together as like a collective whole? Like, what do you guys use to say like yes, like this is this is working for us? Yeah, I mean, I mean, tour tour is the best gauge. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's tons of people who get, you know hundreds of millions of streams and then we've toured with them and no one gave a fuck so uh i think touring is because it's actual people there to that mm. care um but yeah. you know it's cool to like have a lot of plays <laughs> you know like, that's rewarding but i think yeah the the way to tell is definitely by yeah the touring and i i, I the, the 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 cool thing for us is that you know we're able to think of everything we do as as one thing you know so mm-hmm. because we own it all you know we yeah. we we own all the albums we go on tour and do whatever so you know we're able to think of it all as one thing so you know we don't have to think like oh are we making an, enough on this one tour for it to make sense it's like we can we can think of the of, of the, the whole year you know and which which is why we've been able to do you know we did a, a tour that was completely free and we've <laughs> yeah, that was cool. yeah. done a bunch of a bunch of things like that because we can figure it out in in, in other ways you know and be able to put the festival on be able to put a book out if you want do stuff like that i think that being able to have those other avenues to creativity and to like if you're on like I don't know major label, you're definitely not getting that sort of freedom to play around <laughs> with those things. And even on like some of the bigger indies, they're going to be like, well, we've got like four other albums that we're like we're worried about releasing in the next quarter, so we're going to just focus on those right now. You guys do whatever you need, but like once the album pushes out, it seems like sometimes some bands are forgotten, and not having to worry about that has to be freeing. Oh yeah, it's it's the best thing ever you know it's it's you know i mean we we, we just opened up a a, a a retail store in phoenix um you know which is kind of a crazy thing to do for a a, a, a band of our size you know but like we're we're able to think of it as a multi-purpose you know space where we don't we don't need to make us a certain certain amount of of money every day to keep it open you know we can yeah. we can go there and record all the video content that we need to and our 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 manager can use it as an office and you know it's just like being able to have the freedom to do cool things and i i i, th- I think that you know we're really on the, on the same page as you as far as like 
all that all that we're looking for out of this is to wake up every day and and think that that we're doing something that we're really proud of and that we think is cool you know and kind of like besides that we're not really that concerned you know i mean <laughs> like i've ex i've ex accepted that like we're not going to be on the cover of ap magazine you know and that's <laughs> just like like that's just not going to be what our band is because we're not we're not trying to play that that game you know mm -hmm. um and like we have no concern or thought into into to any of that you know like we don't hire a publicist when we put out an album like we you know we're just going after the things that are the best for our fans like like th 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 things that are tangible things that are that are in our control things that we enjoy doing and so much of that stuff's just fluff it's just like yeah. it makes you feel good but it doesn't really do anything mm -hmm. like i can't imagine I, all the like random things we've done in new york like a random acoustic video it's like no one gave a shit about that acoustic <laughs> video. And it sounds like shit. It like we look tired and pissed off. And it's just like it makes you look worse. Like if you just yeah. like pick and choose the things that you actually will do and do well, it, it affects it so much more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure like if if you wanted, you could you you could sit and spend hours every day like hunting down more more advertising for your site to make a little bit more money, but is that going to outweigh the fact that you don't enjoy that you know you don't enjoy doing that when you can just put out great articles that your that your audience wants to read and and be a part of a community i always get people that will come and be like well why don't you like try to do more promotion stuff like why don't you go on like reddit and like talk and like do stuff there and get more people to show up or like why don't you have like a youtube channel and get on youtube and like review albums yeah. out and i was like Cause I don't want to do that. Like I'm not the person that is like is going to get enjoyment out of like putting my face on YouTube and talking about. And I'm like that's just not that's not me. I'm glad other people do it. Like that they're passionate about that in the same way that I am writing about something or like having a little podcast and talking about something or sitting in the forums for a couple hours talking with other music fans and like really dissecting a song. Like that's where my passion comes from about the music, and it it's not going to be a youtube review where i just talk into the camera and tell people whether or not something's good or not like I, that's yeah. just yeah. that's just not for me <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean it's it's cool to be you know to kind of we're we're, we're we've both kind of come on the other side of you know ha having having been a part of a of a bigger industry and just been able to find our own our own paths to to make this work and be happy and, and 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 have have success and you know i i can't i can only only hope that you can can continue to to do that and and i hope you guys get all the awesome success that this album definitely deserves i think it's gonna be a hit i think there's gonna be a lot of new people that are gonna discover it uh and discover the band again for the first time and people from the last two albums definitely i feel like are gonna be on board with this so i'm excited to see what comes in the next month or so and more people start hearing it yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's uh, it's it's an exciting time to be to be <laughs> to be putting out a record. But well, Definitely. that's awesome. Yeah, I just again like th 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 thanks for what you've what you've done for the scene, and I have uh, it's it's been a big big part of our career and uh, pr provided me lots of uh entertainment <laughs> when I could have been bored sit, sitting in a in a, a high school cl classroom and said i was reading interviews on your site on my on my sidekick so that's awesome <laughs> oh sidekicks i remember those well I, thank you guys for showing like other bands that there's a way to do this 
independent thing. Um, and it doesn't need to be always the struggling artist and it doesn't always need to be super stressful and you, you don't always have to sign on with some giant label to get to where you want to be and I, I hope more bands and artists in the future see this model as something that they're willing to at least take a risk on attempting because it's been really really awesome as an outsider to watch the way you guys have done it oh yeah that's awesome man Sweet, yeah. well thank you thank you Thank you for listening.